Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. What's up, guys? It's me, Victoria, at Victoria on TikTok for all my new listeners here. And I am so excited to be sharing an interview with you guys for the first time in a really long time. Like I talked about on the last episode, I got super burnt out, you guys. And I had a bunch of interviews that, I mean, I was doing like two or three interviews a week trying to just make as much content for the podcast as possible. And I got so many interviews that I couldn't keep up with editing them all. So now that I have an editor, I am going through and sharing the interviews that I never got a chance to share because I just could not keep up. So today's interview is long overdue, but it is with Ada. She is better known as Attitude on, I say that so weird, Attitude it's like, it's a play on words, okay? You'll see in the show notes. Um, but she's better known as Attitude on Instagram. She has over half a million followers there. And on TikTok, she's got 359,000 followers right now. And that has grown since we spoke this spring for our interview. So one of the reasons I wanted to have Ada on the show is because I love hearing about social media from a perspective of people who have had a career in different areas. So I'm so interested in people who have followings built up on other platforms, how they view TikTok. Because Instagram and TikTok are so different. Those of you who have presences on both apps realize that. So I thought it was really interesting um, how she's tailoring her content differently from Instagram to TikTok. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy our conversation. I had a bunch of fun talking to her. Honestly, I have loved doing this podcast so much because I've made so many friends through it and getting to connect with you guys and other creators and having just an excuse to sit down and talk with them for an hour. I have a lot of really great interviews coming up and I'm excited for you guys to hear them. Next week, you're going to be hearing from CJ, who you guys have probably seen her character Millie, where she does this trans Atlantic accent and she's just iconic. She just hit a million followers and her interview is long overdue as well. So I definitely owe my fabulous guests an apology for taking so long to get their interviews up, but I am only human and I'm a work in progress and better late than never, I say. I am very excited. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. I'm very excited to announce that I am launching my Patreon for helping support this podcast and helping me make this possible every week and be able to have an editor and make sure episodes are always up and that we are having new exciting content. I would love to go to two episodes a week. That's my goal. Um, One where we talk about trends and then one that's more of a, you know, uh, what's the word? Like applicable instructional type help or interviews. So if you're interested in being a producer for the podcast, that means that you would get your name in every single episode. And I'm going to be announcing our first producer 
producer this episode, um, you can go to my Patreon and it's just $9.99 a month to become a producer. That means that you will have your name read aloud at the beginning of every and end of every episode. And whenever you join, I will do a little intro for you and tell people what type of content you create so that um, if they're interested, they can check you out and become a fan of yours. I want to spread the love. I want you guys to get your name out there too. So I thought this would be a fun way for um, people to hear more about the people in the community on the podcast. I also have a sponsorship tier if you are a business and you would love to sponsor this podcast. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, I've had a few people reach out and I wanted to keep it super, super affordable. So for the sponsorship tier, make sure you guys check that out too. And that means you would get a 15 to 30 second ad slot in each episode for the month. Also, also before we start, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who purchased um, the TikTok Accelerator replay for my Black Friday sale. I'm so excited to see your accounts grow and to learn more about you guys and just watch you bloom. I can't wait. So thank you to everyone who jumped in on that deal. Um, For those of you guys that missed it, you must not be in our TikTok squad group on Facebook. So make sure you go to facebook.com slash TikTok coaching, or you can go to tiktok-squad.com to join our group and get in on the discussion about the episodes and ask questions, get feedback on your posts and network with other creators. So go join that and and you won't miss out on my next sale. Huge shout out to our first ever producer level sponsor. It is none other than at Matt on TikTok. That's at M-A-T-T. He is my amazing husband. He's a comedy creator and you guys might know him better from his viral videos on Vine. Yes, I am married to the Let's McFreakin' Lose It guy. So thank you, Matt, for being our first producer level patron. So if you guys would like to join Matt um, and get your name on every episode, make sure you go to patreon.com slash TikTok coach. Patreon.com slash TikTok coach. TikTok like the app. I will put the link down in the show notes for you. And without further ado, let's dive into our interview for the day. Hey guys, welcome back to TikTok radio. Today I have a very special guest with me. This is Ada. Say hi. Hey guys, how's it going? How are you? Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely. I'm really excited to chat with you. I feel like we're kind of, we're very similar. We have like-minded thinking. So it's nice to always chat with someone who's very business-minded, but also personable and fun. So I'm excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. I'm super glad we connected. Now we just did an interview for her podcast. So you guys need to go check that out. I will put the link in the show notes. We're just talking about TikTok and social media and kind of what that's looking like these days. Lots of good information in there. I feel like you have a lot of insight because you've been doing this for, you've been following the app for so long that you're really kind of a powerhouse. So yeah, really good episode. I like to think so, but you know, (laughs) I think there's so many different people out there right now putting information out about TikTok. That's why I wanted to start this podcast because I kind of wanted to have a central place for different theories and different tips and it's ever changing. So I like that podcasts kind of like keep up with the news. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. There are a lot of people sharing a lot of different information where even I look at it, I'm not a TikTok expert, but I see it and I'm like, that's not accurate at all. (laughs) We were chatting Uh, about that. (laughs) I'm just curious who told them to say this advice. I'm just like, wait a second. No, no, you don't use that hashtag anymore. 
Yeah, it's interesting because we're seeing so much stuff come out and then contradictory stuff. So kind of wanted just to have a voice of reason out there in the universe. But really quick before we jump into some more questions, just go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more about you. So my name is Adaletta and I'm known as Attitude Online, but it's spelled A-D-A-A-T-U-D-E because A-D-A-T-U-D-E was taken by someone back in the day. I started blogging back in 2012 just because I really loved to write and I had an obsession with beauty. And at the time there was just a lot of YouTubers and I figured maybe people don't want to watch a video, maybe they want to read a review. And so I just started blogging and saying, you know, this product is really good. This product really sucks. And that kind of got me the first would say 40, 50,000 followers. And then over the years, I've added a lot of travel because my old corporate job required me to travel the world. And then I also added fashion. So I've basically kind of done this whole lifestyle content creator career path that kind of came out of nowhere. And I think something that, you know, you and I can probably connect on is that when we started all of this and we got on, you know, you got on TikTok, I was on Instagram. I never thought this could be a career and I did it just because I enjoyed it. It was something I did late at night. And I was like, I love blogging about these things and meeting people online. And here we are, you know, eight years later, and it is a career. It's a full-time career. You can even hire a team. So it's just really cool to kind of see this come full circle and be able to not only be humbled by the experience and the struggle and, you know, doing what we did back in the day and having no help, but also now kind of full circle with what you're doing is helping other people build their dream too. It's kind of cool to be in a position to help and give advice to others at this point. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that you pointed out about how, you know, eight years ago, this career literally did not exist. And that's so cool to think that, look how far we've come. And literally people are full-time content creators, which is just fun because it's something you enjoy doing. And it's something that you can really be beneficial to so many brands out there. Even if you're not a huge creator, we're seeing micro-influencers be very powerful in the content creation space. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because you're already such an established influence off of TikTok. And then you've come onto TikTok and have been navigating this new platform after being so used to Instagram and blogging. So what's your take on why people gravitate towards TikTok? So for me personally, the reason I've really loved TikTok is that it's obviously a video component. And I think that you can really get to know people better through video. But TikTok is also really entertaining and it makes you laugh. It makes you giggle. It makes you learn something like there's this new element that is more than just an inspirational photo of someone sitting on the beach in Barbados. You know, you're seeing somebody be funny and they're just brightening up your day through a 10 second video. And I think that's kind of been the most powerful thing, but also the ability that people have to be creative. The thing about TikTok is that they keep advancing it and adding more features, which has just been so helpful as a content creator because I've used Final Cut Pro since 2013. And to not have to do that with this app and create this really cool video with transitions, it's just a really cool thing. You can literally do all the projects and content from your phone, which has never really been done before. I feel like most people have always had to export from their laptop. They do all the editing on their laptop and then they bring it over. So I feel like what TikTok's done is you, everyone can be a creator and everyone can share their creativity. And it's just less of a, I feel like Instagram is work 
kind of just like YouTube is usually a lot of work, whereas TikTok can be super easy. So it's just, I don't know, it kind of makes it so much nicer and more attainable for everyone to create content that will entertain people. So it's just been fun. That's really the word. It's just more fun than the other platforms. Yeah, I totally agree. I know for me, it does feel like work trying to get content up on Instagram, especially since I feel like photos is not my go-to medium. And that's one thing I kind of talk about with my clients is we have to decide if video is the medium you want to pursue. It's so important to be doing something you're having fun doing. But the great thing is TikTok does make it a little bit more fun and less stressful because you don't have to be a professional video editor to create content Mm -hmm. on the app. Exactly. So coming from Instagram, what was the thing that kind of sparked your interest in the app and made you say, okay, I'm willing to give this thing a shot? Because I think it can be a little overwhelming or scary going from an app that you're so established on. I mean, if you guys check out her Insta, she's got over 500,000 followers on Instagram. So coming from a really established place, how did you feel and what sparked your interest in restarting on a new platform? So that's kind of been the hardest thing with every platform I've added over the years because I feel like Instagram is the one where it was easier to grow. YouTube has been a pain over the years. I mean, I've been inconsistent. And so with anything, the more consistent you are, the greater the gain. But with TikTok, honestly, the audience is so much younger and now it's you know trending a little bit older because more people our age are getting on there. But originally I was just like, I'm just going to do this for fun. And I don't care how many 15 year olds decide to follow me because I'm (laughs) going to be 30 next year. I don't really want a 15 year old following me, you know? And so I just went into it with zero expectations. And there was probably about a thousand people who were already following me on Instagram, who then followed me on TikTok. They're like, yeah, I downloaded it. Like, what the heck, I'll just follow you. And so I started with like a thousand people following me and I just created videos. And I think the thing that helped me be more consistent is that I realized I'm not going to be dancing on this app. And the moment I realized that I felt even better about the app (laughs) because I'm not a dancer and I look ridiculous trying to dance. So I figured fashion was probably going to be somewhere that I stuck with. And then I kind of feel like I found more of my niche with skincare specifically, because that's really like my true passion and beauty. So I've been doing a lot of skincare tips and sharing, you know, like different recommendations from estheticians and dermatologists. And then like, okay, these are my favorite products and they are approved by, you know, a trichologist or whoever. And I feel like that's been doing really well for me, but I really thought I went in there with zero expectations and I wasn't like, I'm going to be a viral success. And of course, everyone wants to be a viral success because everyone wants to be in the same shoes as like Charlie and Addison. But at the same time, like, If you just go in with like no expectations and you just have fun and you create and you're just proud of what you did that day, that's really all you can do. And I was just enjoying it. I mean, I liked my transitions and they were silly. And I remember around the Christmas time and the holidays, I was just doing a bunch of like outfits and I just liked the way I transitioned the videos. You know, you snap your fingers and your outfit changes. Like there's just something cool about that. And I just really liked doing that type of content. So I stuck with it through January. And I have a good friend and she's really done very well on the app. And she's specifically more fashion, I would say. She does a little bit of beauty, but she's definitely like the fashion girl. And she did this little challenge where she posted every day in January and she was able to gain like 30, 40,000 followers from zero. Okay. And her content was really good. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to post at least once a day. 
And when you do that kind of consistency, there's just something that happens. I think you get better maybe at editing, you get more creative, you've got more ideas, you know the music a little bit better, you're just spending more time in the app so you're able to figure it out, which then results in better videos, which then results in virality. And so I think that's kind of what helped too. So yeah, it's just been more fun. And I feel like I haven't gotten figured out, obviously. If I had, I'd be, you know, I'd have 50 million too. <laughs> but Same. I mean, I just think it's fun and it makes me, it brings me joy to create videos that I feel like I did a good job. My transitions are smooth or it's just like a funny video. You know, I've had a couple that went slightly viral with wine because I'm such a wine lover. And it's like, you know, when you pour wine, you go to a restaurant, they pour you this tiny glass, you go to the bar, they kind of pour you a little bit bigger of a glass. And I'm like, wine at my house, the full glass is like the whole <laughs> glass is totally full. And so it's silly things like that, that people just like relate to. They're like, girl, you just need to drink it from the bottle. And I'm like, okay, that's another level, Susan. <laughs> that's a whole other level, but you just start to relate with people and it's just funny. And I don't know. It's just been really fun. What was the kind of thing that made you see the value in it coming from other platforms? Because I think that's one thing I hear a lot of like Instagram influencers say is, you know, I'm just going to stick with Instagram because it's established. So what kind of sparked that in you? I think seeing a lot of the ads that are popping up on the app, as soon as you log in, you know, you have like that hero ad that kind of shows me that they're going to be around for a little bit longer and that they're already realizing that influencers are going to be a big piece of this. And now what happened last September, there were three people who were taken to New York Fashion Week with TikTok. And one of them was Taylor Hage. And she was very small on Instagram, but I think her content kind of spoke for itself on TikTok. And then she was taken to New York Fashion Week. And I think she also went to Milan and Paris as well with them. This was a turning point in my mind too. So it's interesting that you bring this up because when I saw her at New York Fashion Week, I was like, what? (laughs) I know. And I was, I mean, I'm really happy for her. She's a really sweet girl. She responds to her DMs and she's just like a very sweet person in general. And I think what was really good about seeing that, you know how a lot of people in our industry are very competitive. Yes. From my perspective, I was so proud of her because I think she had, I really don't know, I can look on Social Blade, but I think she had like maybe 70,000, maybe 60,000 on Instagram. And she started with like 10,000 on TikTok. And she was just creating really, really good fashion content. Yes. And it transitions were good. Other people weren't doing yet Mm -hmm. on the app. She was really one of the first ones. And I was like, is this going to work? Yeah. Um, I was watching from the beginning and I was like, this is such a good idea. I wonder if people are going to like this. I wonder if people are going to like this. And then she did, you know, I steal my husband's outfit of the day. I was like, that's such a good idea, you know? So she kept coming up with these good ideas. And so then she obviously went viral, works with TikTok, and she was still kind of small on TikTok when she went to New York Fashion Week. I know. Completely like, it completely changed everything for her. Then she had an agency. And I mean, it's crazy how much TikTok can change your life. But when I saw that opportunity, you know, New York Fashion Week is something I go to typically twice a year. And so to see that TikTok was invested in this industry that I'm focused in, on the beauty side, on the fashion side, really shows that they are partnering with these brands. If you're going to the Dior show as part of TikTok, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They've established these relationships. There is a path with 
TikTok. So that was really where I was like, oh my gosh, like these opportunities are going to come from TikTok. And I just think that they've done a really good job. And I know we've talked about this. It wasn't, it's been a snowball effect, but it's taken a long time. You know, we're hearing about TikTok now a lot in the US, but it's been around forever. This is not a new app by any means. And it was previously musically. So I just think people are now hearing more and more, like you mentioned in the media. And I think it's been doing a really good job for people who want to kind of take their career to the next level. But there's still this element that if you do well on the app, it will lead you to more Instagram followers, to YouTube subscribers, et cetera, et cetera. So I've kind of been wanting to focus on TikTok because it kind of differentiates my audience. It helps me grow in a more creative way. And then I can bring those people who may really love me on TikTok over to my other channels because it's all different content anyway. So it's not like I'm posting the same stuff on each platform. So anyway, that was a really long tangent. No, I'm (laughs) glad you brought that up though, because that New York Fashion Week incident where they brought a bunch of creators to New York Fashion Mm -hmm. Week literally blew my mind, I think a little bit, because I'm looking at these creators and they don't have a million followers on TikTok. They don't have 30 million followers on TikTok. They had two to 300,000 followers. And I was like, wait, what? Like, they're getting these awesome opportunities at less than a million because they were so niched, honestly, because they were so Mm -hmm. in a niche. So seeing that I was like, holy crap, this is going to blow up. And that's when I started thinking, okay, I really need to be a little bit more invested. And I was lucky because I already had such a community around me that was on the app. I just needed to actually get myself involved and kind of believe that I could do it. I think coming from my husband having such a viral video presence, I kind of felt like I couldn't do it too, I think, which is kind of why I wanted to start this podcast because everyone can do it. It's just Mm -hmm. finding your right niche, finding what your audience wants to hear from you. So you mentioned that you create different content for your different platforms. So what does that kind of look like for you? How do you plan that out and decide what you're posting where? So I started off the year with a really intense content calendar. And then when everything happened with the virus, that just basically (laughs) threw that out the window because now I'm not going to Miami. So of course, I'm not going to do like outfit transitions like for my trip to Miami. And now I'm not going to have travel content. So I kind of started to just roll with the punches. And what I've been doing over the last couple of months is strictly reviewing beauty products. So I've tried a lot of different things. I've done a lot of different makeup looks. I'm doing my skincare with people. And so what I found works really well on TikTok is tips. I'm not that funny in video. Like I'm funny in person. Like if we were just like chatting back and forth and we're, you know, sipping on wine, I mean, I can be funny, but that's not really my strength. So for TikTok, I realized that tips were the best thing to do and keeping them short and simple and quick, you know, things that I've learned from a trichologist, which is someone who specializes, typically a medical doctor who specializes in hair and scalp health. So, you know, they give me tips and I'm like three top tips from a trichologist. And that seems to do well on TikTok. On Instagram, I'm doing kind of like a mini blog where I review, you know, things that I've been really loving, or I share something that I've been thinking about, or it's just a cute outfit, you know, mirror selfie situation. So there's been a lot of that. And then I do a Monday mashup. Every Monday I do a review on a new beauty product of some kind. And it's just me I'm talking in the mirror. It's like a mirror selfie video, which is, I don't really feel like people do a lot of those anymore, but it's just me saying, okay, I'm trying this product for the first time. Let's try it together. 
So that's been kind of on Instagram. My blog has a lot of reviews. This is obviously more detail oriented, but I'm kind of elaborating more on the things I'm sharing on my other platforms. So this is like where I really go into detail and I'm like, these are the ingredients. These are the good ingredients. These are the bad ingredients. And that's kind of more detailed. And then YouTube has been kind of just like a crapshoot for me at the moment. I've just been, I did some vlogs then I did, you know, my most recent beauty video. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do there, but that's obviously more long form. And I find that people who watch those are expecting like a 30 minute video. And sometimes it just gets overwhelming for me to have to edit that. And I kind of see myself shifting back because I started two videos this year, two videos a week this year. And then I was like, I can't keep up with this. It's too much. So that one is just kind of like more long form. And then Pinterest, I always do alongside a blog post because that's a really big traffic driver for my blog. So we'll create a pin coinciding with basically every blog post. And then Facebook and Twitter, I don't really care for either one. I feel like Twitter is just annoying. And, I agree. I cannot do like, the Twitter thing. I know. I'm not and funny. I, ugh, I'm not funny. And I just feel like every time I go on there, I just get so annoyed. And I kind of feel the same way about Facebook, but my Facebook page, kind of same thing as Pinterest. If I have a new blog post that I really care to share, I'll just go on there and post and be like, look at this new blog post. But yeah, I'm not really a fan of Facebook or Twitter for the business. And I I honestly, I'm not really a fan of Facebook at all. In general, I hate going on there, people ranting about politics and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's an election year. When is it going to (laughs) end? So yeah, I think those are all the platforms. And then I don't do Snapchat stories. I kind of have shifted back and forth on some days what I want to do. And what I do do is kind of this like whole routine and people seem to like to watch that. It's kind of like the old school YouTube, like get ready with me, but I do it on stories. So people can either just, you know, go through them if they don't want to watch or if they're doing their makeup in the morning, they're like, okay, let me put on my vitamin C serum. Let me put on my primer or whatever. So that's been doing really well as well. So yeah, it's just a lot of, it's kind of like different forms and chunks. And I like what you said earlier about kind of taking your YouTube video and then kind of chopping it up for TikTok. Cause I've tried to do that as well. That way I'm kind of getting like two for one. And then sometimes I'll do like IGTV, the one that I do every Monday, I'll chop that up and have another one or two TikToks with that content too, because it's still shot vertically. I don't have to zoom in. So I do try to repurpose stuff, but just make it a little bit more targeted for the particular platform. Because as you know, every platform is different. You're catering to different attention spans. So it's really important to kind of like chop it up and figure out what's going to be best for which place. Yeah. And the different styles of content too. That's super important because one thing I saw for a long time was like old Viners or YouTubers or even Instagram influencers trying to come over to TikTok and do the same thing they're doing on their other platform and put the exact same content. So how did you kind of pick up on how things were different on TikTok and how did you implement that when you were thinking of content to create for it? Honestly, this was my fiance's idea because I, back in like November, December, when I was creating videos, I was like, why are they just getting like 500 views? Like this really sucks. And then it was like 200 views. And I was like, this video is so much better than the last one. And I was still trying to do fashion, but I wasn't giving any value to people. Like, yeah, it's a cute little transition. It would be cute for an Instagram story, but it's not good enough as its own video. And basically what he told me, he's like, why don't you give tips to people? 
people because you are like the beauty person. <laughs> He's like, why don't you say like five things they should do or five things they shouldn't do? And so my first video that went viral was about makeup removing wipes, the disposable ones. And I had already done a blog post and written about how terrible they are. They're not only bad for the environment, but they basically just rub all your makeup all over your face. Like you're ending up with like blush on your forehead, mascara on your chin, because you're just rubbing it all on there. So they're usually really bad and they've got fragrance and alcohol, et cetera. And so I just did a video where I wrote the text on top and all the video was like, if it didn't have text or any context, it would have been the dumbest video ever. But because I added the text and I was like, makeup removing wipes are so bad for this reason and this reason. And I threw them into the trash can. And then I did, I showed two alternatives, which are ones that you basically wash. You can throw them in the laundry or you can just like hand wash them, but you keep them for longer and they're not as disgusting as a disposable one. That was the first one where I was like, oh my gosh, I just gave tips to people. This is going to work. Then the next day I did five tips that every person doing their makeup should know. And it's like, you want to wear SPF and your concealer shouldn't be 75 shades lighter than your actual natural skin tone. Cause there's people who go in with concealer that just looks oh, ridiculous amen to that. And so I, that video did really well. I think it got like 500,000 views and I was like, Oh my gosh, mom, I've made it. Like I'd figured it out for myself because I was just giving tips to people. And so it was him who told me like, this is what you know, like this is where people can benefit from you because you know these things. And a lot of people don't. And a lot of people on the app are still younger. It's still skewed a little bit younger. I think now the main demographic they say is 18 to 24, which is still, I mean, I didn't know anything when I was 18. I was falling asleep with my makeup on at night. Oh, That's how much same. I knew. So for an 18 year old to be like, oh my gosh, makeup removing wipes are bad for me. I shouldn't use them. Like that's actually a really good tip for them. And they're learning it earlier than I did. And so that's what I found has worked. And that was just because like I did a couple of videos and I was like, oh my gosh, it's working. It's working. And there was one video that I tried so hard to make it happen and it was just not happening. And it was one where I went to seven different fast food places and got their iced coffee. And the video was just me sipping on another one and the comments were funny and it got like, you know, 20,000 views, 30,000 views. But I was like, why is this not viral? And I just realized I didn't really give a true review. I didn't tell people in the video itself, which one was my favorite. Like you have to actually give people or, you know, do a follow-up video. You can't just do something cute and have a nice transition and expect people to like it. it it's got to have some kind of punch to it. And it's got to have this story, a beginning, middle, and an end. Amen. And I started like learning these things and I was like, okay, what's my beginning? What's the conflict or the middle? And then what's the resolution or the end of this video? And so now it's like, okay, you can't just willy nilly do a video. You have to think about it if you actually want to do this as a career long-term. And if you want to like give value to people. And I think, you know, something that I think I'm sure you will relate to is I don't want to create content that's subpar. I don't want to waste people's time. If it doesn't give some kind of value or, you know, it wasn't really super fun for me. Like, what am I doing? Why did I post this? Like, why did I just waste like 30 seconds of someone's time and there's no value for them? So I've been kind of thinking of the person who's going to view this, like, does this help them in some way? Wow. I feel like I could have literally said that. That's like my brainwave. So <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. One thing that I have seen a lot of Instagram influencers struggle with is going to the app and thinking that they can just put up a cute outfit with a cute transition and that it will go viral. 
And not that's gonna happen. <laughs> not the case. You know, I have people ask me all the time, why did this video flop? And I'm like, cause it sucks. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. And no one wants to just look at you being cute. So I love that TikTok has kind of transitioned this like kind of more egocentric app because Instagram, I do feel like is very me focused. It's about ourselves, but with TikTok, the goal is to make your content very shareable and serving others. Mm -hmm. You know, on Instagram, obviously that is the goal and that's what we would like to do. But a lot of times what we're seeing happen is me, me, me. I love this. I love this product. You should buy this from me. Use my affiliate link. And then on TikTok, it's just such a different game because you really can just help someone with a 10 second or 15 second video. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, you know, people just want to sell something. They just, like you said, sell, sell, sell. This is the best thing. This is the best thing. This is the best thing. And honestly, that's the reason why a lot of those girls are having a hard time. Because first of all, when you're going on a new platform and the demographic is a little bit younger, they're not going to be able to buy, buy, buy because the parents are going to have to buy that for them. And even if you have the older audience, they're going to want to do their research. And I feel like we live in a much more educated time. If I tell somebody makeup removing wipes are bad, they're still going to go read about it. They're still going to like debate it. And there's of course people who are just like, I don't care. I'm still using them because I'm lazy and that's totally fine. And it's interesting because even sometimes when you're trying to help people, they're so combative and sometimes the comments go off and it's just interesting to like scroll through. But this is the first platform in my career that I haven't been able to keep up with comments because people are commenting and they're going back and forth and, you know, they comment first, 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 blah, 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 make me famous, like give me a shout out. And then there's people who are just arguing about whatever the content is and then people having their own conversation with themselves. And it's so interesting to me, but I've always preached like respond to people because on Instagram, I'll see girls who have like 500 comments and they have responded to none of them. And it's, I hate that opportunity, but it's also like this lack of community. And so while I feel like TikTok, you do have more personal connection. I honestly can't keep up with the comments on the videos that do really well because there's just too many. And then I like, my fingers are starting to hurt. I'm like, I can't respond to anymore. And I feel bad, but I feel like that's kind of just the nature of TikTok. Like people are wanting to engage and you're not going to be able to get back to everybody. And so I do like that new feature where you can respond with a video because I feel like that's going to be a lot easier. I, it would even be better if I could respond with a voice note. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm the same way. Oh my gosh. I'm a voice note. Are we like the same person? I don't know, but I feel like we agree on everything. Literally kindred spirits. I love it. So (laughs) when it comes to your audience and monetizing and brand deals and whatnot, I'm curious, has TikTok helped you negotiate better rates for brand deals? Are you incorporating that in your media kit or anything yet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I do have it in my media kit. I have my demographics and everything in there and I've added it on to a couple deals so far and I've done... I want to say two or three that were just TikTok. I prefer not to do that because for me personally, I don't really like this one and done type of partnership. I'd rather work long-term with every brand. I mean, that's always the goal, obviously. But I also find that if you post something once and never again, it's just really not genuine. So I've tried to kind of tell brands like, okay, so your budget is only, you know, $2,000. Well, let's figure out what we can do because I'm not going to post on Instagram. I'm not going to make a YouTube video, a blog post, and do a TikTok for $2,000. That's not going to happen. 
but maybe we can do, you know, an incorporation, a flat lay for a discounted fee, or maybe I can mention it in a TikTok video, you know, like I've been trying to get really creative because the time that we're in right now as well, you know, that marketing budgets are typically the first ones to get cut. And so I understand that they don't have as much money. So I'm trying to like work with them and get creative, but it's definitely helped me because now I can officially say after all of these years, I have over a million followers and I'm like, finally, (laughs) you know, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a cool thing to be able to say. And it's like, I do have like this audience across so many platforms and I feel like for so long it was just Instagram and I'm just so tired of that. And I just been really happy to be able to say like, are you guys looking at TikTok yet? Because most brands, as you know, are still kind of like dipping their toe. They're not really sure. They're like, we don't have an account. We're thinking about it. We like reserve the username, but we haven't done anything. And so I've definitely included it in some deals that I've already had. And we add a little bit of budget just for a TikTok video. Or I've had a couple that just wanted TikTok. I will say that a lot of people have reached out to me because they found me somehow on their For You page. And I just hate these emails, but it's like, we'll send you all this product if you commit to like three videos. Don't get me started. No, I'm not doing that. And I think it's because TikTok is so new. They're trying to take advantage and be like, oh, you just got successful overnight. And it's like, 100%. no, no, I've been doing this for eight years. You're not going to like trick me into getting free product. By the way, I also have like 500 products that I still already have in my closet that I need to review. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have a shortage of product. So it's just been interesting to see like some people taking advantage and I'm sure people who are new and who do become successful overnight, you know, they have one, one video and it gains them like a hundred thousand followers. They're probably like, Oh my God, free stuff. So I feel like it's definitely working in some degree, but I'm not, not me. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. I talk about that a lot with my clients that just because a brand wants to send you something for free, doesn't mean you should take it. First of all, if a brand offers to send me something for free, I usually say like, Hey, I don't do sponsored reviews. So you can't pay me to say that I like this, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, if I don't like it, I'm not going to post about it or I'm not going to use it in a video. So I do agree that a lot of brands are trying to take advantage of TikTok and trying to take advantage of the fact that because of the discoverability of the app, I think we see a lot of creators born overnight and people Mm -hmm. that have millions of followers in a couple months and they don't really know how to manage that or what they should be charging. So it does take people like us that are from the industry that are very aware of negotiations and what their viewership is worth to be vocal about that. And I always respond and say, you know, my rate for a video like this is this number. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I don't think these brands actually even know how much people are charging for them. Mm -hmm. So they're just kind of doing a shot in the dark because some people will take them up on it, unfortunately. But if there's one thing I could preach, it's that (laughs) you should not be creating any content for free because it's your time. Exactly. I, oh gosh, we are basically the same person. It's something that I've told so many girls because even in these hard times, they're just like, well, I just really wanted a vacuum. And I'm like, but you committed three Instagram posts, a video, and this for a $400 vacuum. Are you out of your mind? Like what? No. No. Like buy the vacuum, save yourself the time and the promotion of this brand just in exchange for something. If you didn't even have it, why would you, why would you say you would post about it if you don't even know like what it is and if you like it or not? It's just, I can go on for so long about that because so many people have taken deals that just don't even make sense for their niche and what they've been promoting. And I'm like, really, 
really. That's you're not eating always, Oreos. Yeah. All of a sudden you were talking about shoes, shoes, shoes. And now we got a post about Oreos. And I'm like, what the, what? That's why I'm always so excited when a brand reaches out to me. That is something that we already own or use. Mm-hmm. Like um, yes. Matt recently did a sponsored video for for real milkshakes, which are like mm-hmm. the ones you make at the gas station. But like, I've always gotten those since I was like in high school and they're just such a fun little treat sometimes. Cause you don't, you know, Dairy Queen's not always open or wherever you want to get a shake from. So it was so cool to be able to do a brand deal with a company that we really like and we'll grab on road trips. So yeah, it's about that authenticity. So that's so important for influencers to realize. So it's great hearing it from someone that already has a pretty established following that, you know, that's the way to go. Absolutely. Um, So one thing I always ask people is what would you go back and do differently knowing what you know now, if you were starting on TikTok today? If I was starting on TikTok today, I would have never danced on the app. (laughs) I think my first like 20 videos, it was, this was around the holidays. And I feel like I was just learning, like I was learning how to use the app and do the countdown and, you know, the timer and change the song. Cause if people still don't know that you can actually drag the song to get it to like the certain piece, people still don't know that maybe I should do a video about that. Maybe a good idea later, (laughs) but I was just dancing on there and that's just not I mean, that's not me. I was just kind of having fun. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was probably a good thing that I was trying to have fun. But if I had gone in there more business and started right away with like beauty and fashion, I think I would be a little bit further now. You know, maybe I could have been in a similar situation and gone to New York Fashion Week with all of those creators. Or maybe I could have been, you know, working with the partnerships team at TikTok because they had seen my content. But I feel like I was a little late to the game. So probably two things started off with no dancing and just gone right into what I know. And the other thing is just started sooner. So what you said earlier, if someone is thinking about it, they haven't done it, get on the app now because it is going to get harder as more people get on there. Just like with everything. I mean, that's the same way Instagram started. It was so easy to gain a hundred thousand followers back in the day. Now it's like, Oh my gosh, I got five new followers this week. Woo. Throw a party. Oh my gosh, I feel that. <laughs> I feel crazy. like I lose followers on Instagram. Yes. Constantly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I piss people off left and right because I'm always speaking my mind and it's like, okay, see you later. Oh my gosh. Um, Same. Wow. We really are the same person. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very outspoken and I feel like I've been getting a lot of like nasty grams lately in comparison to normal times, I guess. And people have been, I think they're bored and they're also, their hate is like a little bit more targeted. It's not just like your teeth are crooked or you're ugly, which are just dumb. Like I don't even care about those messages, but it's like, wow, you wrote about this. You've got a lot of typos or wow, you don't really know what you're talking about. Like they've actually invested time in the content and they're still talking (laughs) smack. And that annoys me more than someone being like, you're ugly. Cause it's like, they took the time to like go through something and they were like, well, you talked about this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, get out of here. Get out of here. I (laughs) know. I feel that. Okay. So I always like to wrap up every interview with a little bit of a speed round. Are you down? Yes. I'm a little scared. (laughs) Okay. So it's just a couple questions and it's kind of like word association. So say the first thing that pops into your head. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. What is your favorite trend on TikTok? Rockstar. (laughs) That's a classic. Who is your favorite TikTok creator to follow? Probably Jay Nagy. Oh, what is your favorite TV show? Gossip Girl. Oh, XOXO. (laughs) okay yeah we are the same person it's determined okay um what's your favorite podcast to listen to 
The Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast with Lauren Everett's and her husband, Michael Bostick. I've never listened to that one. I've seen it though. You would definitely like her. She's probably like one of my favorite bloggers. Like she's OG OG. She started way before even I did. And she's just awesome. And she speaks like her mind, like no filter. It's great. We love that. Yeah, we love that. (laughs) Okay. And last question, who is your biggest influence on social media? Oh, that is so hard. There's a couple people that I really love on Instagram and I've been influenced by the UK in particular. That's actually why I originally started blogging because I felt like there were a lot of girls in the UK who were doing this and not really a lot of well-spoken, well-written girls in the US doing it. This is obviously back in 2012. There's a lot of talented people now, but the three that are kind of coming to mind is Lydia Millen, Victoria, who's in the fro and I think a little bit of Amelia Liana, and then most recently, Lorna Lux. They're just very classy, very elegant, well-spoken, well-dressed, like they've got really good tips, beautiful skincare, and that's originally what inspired me to start, so it was mostly girls out of London. (laughs) That's really cool. Okay, awesome. Well, that just about wraps things up for us today. Do you want to go ahead and let our listeners know where they can find you online? Yes, I am pretty much Attitude on every platform and it's spelled A-D-A-A-T-U-D-E. I have a website and I blog constantly and then YouTube, if you just search Attitude, I'll come up. So pretty much everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) all of the things is Attitude. We love that. And I will link her stuff down below for you guys. Thanks so much for joining me, Ada. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. We are seriously kindred spirits. I feel like we were meant to meet. (laughs) I know. I love it. We actually met on a Facebook group for podcasts, kind of. Not even that. Like your manager. My podcast manager was like, this girl seems like she, you guys would get along. I love it. Thank you. It was meant to be. It was fate. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for pushing play today. That's it for this week's episode. Remember to subscribe and leave us a rating or review if you liked what you heard. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and TikTok and join our exclusive Facebook community group for more support and guidance as you grow. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson, and I'll see you next week for another episode of TikTok Radio.